Welcome back once again to Screen Review Time Warp. I'm Tyson. And I'm Andrew. And I'm Zach. And this is where we do, every now and again, gather <laughs> to discuss the past, present, and future of all things TV and movies. Correct. We are back after quite a long hiatus. I like that word. It has been ages since I said hello to my atus. <laughs> uh, we had, no, we just had a lot of life circumstances get in the yeah, way. Um, first of all, we'd like to congratulate Mr... Andrew, thank you. Who got married? I did through that long break. I did. Congratulations! Congrats, uh, it was a very picturesque wedding. Mm. Um, tweet your congratulations to him. He'll love it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, we are going to do a bit of a catch-up episode. So yes, a little different. We're not going to bring in a past or a future. Nope. Although I mean, technically, we are going a bit into the past. Mm. We are going to play catch-up. We're going to cover four movies. Mm-hmm. Relatively quick, mm-hmm. um, we are going to be covering this episode, Venom, mm-hmm. Bohemian Rhapsody, mm-hmm. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, mm-hmm. and Aquaman. Yes. Aquaman. Four big films that came out since we last recorded, and four films that we are eager to talk about. Mm. Yeah. So, first of all, without any further ado, adieu. straight into it, we're going to start with Venom. Mm. Venom <laughs> was released uh, October. Yes. Gosh, wow. Really? It has was been it a October? very long time. Yeah. yeah. Wow. October 6th or something That's like that. That's three right? months ago. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. It's probably best I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, Venom. Venom is a Spider-Man villain. Yeah. Um, he was painted for this story to be an anti-hero, quote-unquote. He's stupid. He's very much a villain. Um, so, yes. He, he is a villain in the Spider-Man universe. Sony are in an awkward little uh, pocket at the moment where they have given Spider-Man over to be in the Avengers universe, the MCU, but Sony still own the rights to all Mm. the Spider-Man stories and characters um, in the movie format. So they're in this weird kind of pocket at the moment going, do we like ditch everything in or do we kind of reserve some things for ourselves? We'll have a bit more of a discussion on that later on when we get to the other Spider-Man movie. But Venom, at least, took this particular villain and placed him on the other side of the country in San Francisco. Yes. Yes. Yep. Good. San Francisco. Been a while. Um, And tells us the story of Eddie Brock and Mm. how he acquires superpowers through the symbiote Mm. Venom. Directed by Ruben Fletcher. Fletcher. I'm probably mispronouncing that. Guy did Zombieland um, and Gangster Squad. Stars Tom Hardy as the titular Eddie Brock, but also has Michelle Williams, Riz Ahmed, Jenny Slate, in it as well. All right, let's start off. Mm -hmm. You have to give this movie a rating out of 10. You can't use seven. Mm -hmm. What would you give it? Let's start over here with Zach. Strong three out of 10. Wow. This movie was so bad, man. Okay, hold that for a sec. Andrew. Two. Two? Yeah, giving it a two. Gosh, okay. I thought I was going low. I was going to give it a solid four, but I rated it the highest out of all of you. Okay, so why do we not like it? What's the big thing? A multitude of reasons. Okay. No, the biggest thing is the script. This script is so horrible, man. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) um, First off, it has no idea if it wants to be a horror movie, like body horror influences like Cronenberg and stuff like that, or if it wants to be a comedy, one second. But then it also wants to be an action movie as well. There is just no coherence in this story. It flicks between every single one of those genres at just 100, you know, 100% an hour, 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Also, it has no context, man. This script has no concept of what context and character development is, and I'll get into that more. Okay, good. All right. Andrew. Uh, it, it, it was just a mess from the start to the finish. Like Zach just said, it didn't know what it wanted to be, and it just chopped and changed from one to the other. Like You could tell there was a lot of editing done to this and yeah, a lot of man. like, oh, no, we need to go back and fix this. And there were only moments that were memorable mm. not anything else besides that yeah. one moment so uh, yeah, it was just bad man bad interesting okay um look i i overall didn't my i'm not about to go oh this is a good movie mm. no, um yeah. i didn't think it was terrible mm-hmm. i thought there were a lot of things that were wrong with it yes um but in a weird way i was like it was still like enjoyable put it this way i didn't walk out going wow i wasted my money (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
Um, I agree. I think some of the writing in this is a bit poor. I think some of the characters are very two-dimensional. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that I actually found really difficult is I, I really struggled to see Tom Hardy as a reporter. That's fair. Um, because he, like, you see him in all these, like, webisodes or whatever he's doing, mm-hmm. and he's, he looks like Tom Hardy, mm-hmm. and he's all, like, scruffy and, like, color, like shirt undone, and, yeah. and you're like, no journalist does that. Yeah. Like, fair enough, you could make him scruffy and everything later, mm. but, like, all journalists and everyone on TV, they go through, like, hours of makeup and hair and prep and everything, and yeah. he should have looked... That part, and I know, th- I know it's such a small detail. Mm. But I know in a movie where we're dealing with aliens coming to Earth, like I'm like, oh, you can't be a, can't be a journalist. But I, it really was like he's he doesn't strike me as a journalist. I don't find that believable. Yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, the whole thing they try to paint him as like this man of the people, and he's this underdog reporter and stuff like that. Probably why they went real scuff like that look. Yeah. yeah. But it just does not fit, man. I laughed so hard when that montage came up on screen oh. of like the different stories he did. I, <laughs> yeah, I thought that was. I agree. That was really poorly done. I thought it looked like. Look, I we're not in the movie business, so no, it's hard no, for us to no, um, claim this. But that's the kind of stuff that I was doing, like on my computer doing like, hey, let's do this montage. That's the stuff that I was making like years ago. Yeah. yeah. I would have expected something higher from Sony. Yeah. So they got the time. They got the budget. Yeah, exactly. You can make it better. Yeah, man. Um okay, so Eddie Brock gets this uh symbiote mostly by accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He? Well it was wasn't it in someone else? That's right. He breaks into the labs um and they, there are there was four symbiotes that yeah. were yeah. that landed on Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them didn't land with the other three. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it has its own story of trying to basically join up with oh, the others. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the other three were captured by Riz Ahmed's um, character, whose name Riz is Elon me at Musk. The moment. No, <laughs> yeah, he actually he is painted <laughs> as a bit of an Elon Musk. He's got like a a space arm, a medicine arm. He's got a yeah. Engineering, they're making the world a better place. Mm-hmm. He is just the ultimate entrepreneur, philanthropist. Yeah. Anyway, he gets these um, symbiotes because he believes that the um, symbiotic relationship is going to allow humans to leave Earth and you know spread out throughout the solar system and galaxy and blah Which blah is blah. So underdeveloped, man. Yeah. Oh, bro. Like, so... and also just oh, you can you have interstellar travel all of a sudden. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Like that's presented straight at the start. <laughs> anyway, um, so. Basically, the problem is that all these symbiotes are not bonding with people or animals yeah. properly. Um, however, magically enough, the one that finds its way to Eddie Brock bonds with him, and he basically undergoes this weird thing where he's hearing voices. Um, Those are probably one of the only memorable things for me. I was about to say the same thing. He, yeah. So, um, Tom Hardy voices Venom, Venom yeah. as well, and it is really good. Really, yeah. really good voicing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he goes through this whole thing of like trying to understand what this symbiote is and how he can work with it um, and how he can use it for good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but why? <laughs> the Venom scenes where it's just Venom being Venom, that was the part of the movies where that was sort of enjoyable for me. He, he like, finally looked okay. like Venom, yeah. But, yeah, but even like the action scene stuff like that, I kind of sat back and I'm like, okay, this is like getting better. This is Because the first half an hour of the movie was so rough. <laughs> and then you get like, okay, it's getting better. It's getting better. And then we get to the final act and it just goes back downhill again. Yeah. But like those parts were really for me. Like I was like, all right, I can kind of switch my brain off now. Yeah. But then the human characters started being the human characters again. And I was like, I can't turn my brain off now. <laughs> yeah. So... Sorry, did you, were you going to say something? Uh, the only thing for me is the correlation between Tom Hardy and Venom when they're talking to each other like in their head and yeah. he freaks out in the middle of the street. That I laughed out loud when I saw that bit. That was the only bit I laughed at. That was it. <laughs> yeah. Even when they try to be funny in other bits, I was like, mm, no. Even still, it's not like... It's very much like kind of touched upon. It yeah. could have been cool if they expanded that a bit more, which I feel like they tried to do, but... Ultimately, not the greatest attempt, but it was still that was like the intriguing aspect of it, right? Yeah, that Dr. Jekyll, like Hyde kind yeah. of situation, yeah, which how it was in the comic books and the cartoon mm-hmm. and all of that. It was 
he always struggled with it and mm-hmm. Venom was in control more or less. Yep, gotcha. Where this was like, we should work together because we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> what a load of rubbish. <laughs> so, Zach, I want to yep. come back to you. Mm-hmm. So, what do you hate so much about the characters and their development? Like, why is that <sighs> such a strong point for you? Because the script like doesn't understand how to develop okay so (laughs) the start of the movie this is my my main crux of the film this is my argument the start of the movie we're introduced to eddie brock right Mm -hmm. and we're introduced to michelle williams who by the way has given nothing to do in this movie um we're introduced to like their relationship like you know they're about to get married they're living in this nice apartment in san francisco everything's going great for them and we get a scene of them being very playful you know hitting each other with pillows and stuff like ha 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 we're such a playful couple look (laughs) at us all of that Right, and then Eddie Brock goes. That's that's the only scene, right? Yeah. Literally, then it goes. Eddie Brock. He needs to get a story about SpaceX dude. Um. So he hijacks in the computer. Um. To because Michelle Williams works there for Riz Ahmed. Yeah. So she he goes into her computer. Essentially, like sees sees him documents and questions him about it. She loses her job, and she's like, "Nah, I'm done with this." Literally takes off the ring, throws it on the ground. We're not getting married anymore, and that is that. Which. Sorry, I'm going to interject there, which is also a little bit unbelievable because those documents kind of show that he's murdering homeless people. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like, okay, maybe Michelle Williams, you're a lawyer and you've got this kind of like confidentiality thing, but, but he doesn't. <laughs> and and it, it, it popped up yeah. on the computer next to him. It's it's her fault for leaving the laptop open oh, if man. she's a lawyer. Well, anyway, mm. carry on. And then my problem with it here is that the script, we are given like, one scene to connect with these two characters, right? Yeah. And that is not enough time at all. And when the main emotional crux of the movie, because by the way, it jumps like five months later after this scene, yeah. <laughs> is that, you know, Eddie Brock's now down in his luck. He's a bit depressed because he's got no purpose in life, right? No. But us as the audience, that doesn't impact us at all because we're not given any time to connect to these characters. And like someone breaking off an engagement, that's a pretty sad thing. Yeah, like man. if that yeah. happened to anyone, like you'd feel devastated but me i was like all right that happened like it is it just doesn't the script doesn't allow the time for mm. us to well first off doesn't build like kind of relatable characters but it doesn't allow us the time to connect with them see who they are because that mm. would then be so much more impactful yeah but when you do that within the first 15 minutes of a film it's like um yeah, yeah like yeah. that happened yeah. let's get on to yeah you're right. I think you've hit the nail on the head there. I think those other characters felt more like background noise mm. rather than characters. Yeah. yeah. Like like we said at the start, it's too choppy. Like, it's just too much information mm. going on. There's no one story. There's like 10 different stories. Yeah. Yeah. It's too much. All right. Look, I think we're... Let's probably wrap it up here for yep. Venom, unless there's anything else you want to no, kind of go on. Well, um, I shouldn't have had his own film. Just be in Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, look, I th- and we said this, I think, in one of our previous we episodes. Did. We yeah, were like, Why, what's this thing about giving villains their movies? Um, and Venom is not even a really strong... Like, he's a very strong villain, but he's a villain because he exists with Spider-Man, not because of his yeah. himself. Like, to kind of go on a tangent, Joker, again, don't think we should have a Joker movie, but I can understand why you'd want to do Joker as a standalone story. Yeah. Venom, I don't. It's unnecessary. And initially, I was like, this is an interesting way of trying to build up a Spider-Man franchise that Doesn't isn't tied him. into the yeah. MCU. Yeah. But I don't think it's the right way. So Correct. And they are trying to build on for a sequel as well. Oh, it well, made, it's made se- enough money to do it. I was going to say $750 million it made wow. somehow. Yep. So, so we will probably see a Venom versus Carnage mm. movie coming out next because the spoiler, the post credit scene has Woody Harrelson as Cletus Cassidy, um, who is the Human. the he's a serial killer, killer. Yeah. who also gets a symbiote attached yeah. to him. Yeah. In the comics, he's... I think it's actually part of Venom, but yeah. no, it's two separate entities. Oh, it is? Okay, yeah, there, two yeah. separate entities, but. Carnage, the symbiote, is just like Cletus Cassidy. He's just a psychopath. Yeah. So so we'll probably see that one coming yeah. out in 2020. Cannot wait for that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right. Oh, let's move on. Next so on our list, coming out um, 2nd of November, mm. was Bohemian Rhapsody, yes. the biography, biopic of Queen. mainly Freddie Mercury, but Queen <laughs> as a whole. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rami Rami Malek plays Freddie Mercury. Um, a big cast. It was a big, long movie. It was. Um, it was good. 
going from the creation of Queen as a band through to their performance at Live Aid, which was mm. not their absolute final sure. concert, no. but it was... What brought them back. It, yeah, it yeah. brought them back together and a lot of people, I mean, we weren't alive at the time. But no, but we've, people, we've all seen the footage. I, of, I actually haven't. You what? No, I know. Tyson's the biggest Queen fan as well. I'm yeah. actually surprised you haven't seen the footage. <laughs> Smack. Um, yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, it's, people say that of Live Aid, that was the... Like, Queen brought down the house. It yeah. was incredible. Um, yeah. Directed okay. by Brian Singer. Well, well he's well. credited, unfortunately. Yes. Did also bring in a lot of uh, controversy because Brian Singer famously pretty much just didn't show up. Didn't show up. Mm. And so there is a another director that was attached to it. Yeah. Brian uncredited. Fletcher. Brian Fletcher. I believe his name is Brian Fletcher. I yeah. think so, yeah. Which I, I think was possibly one of the... Maybe producer, I thought it was an actor. Anyway, another point. So this story, as I said, goes from the creation of Queen through to their live eight performance. Um, it is very much focused around Freddie Mercury, though. Mm-hmm. Freddie Mercury, if you are unaware, Fletcher, no. was the lead singer of Queen. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it goes through that whole performance. One thing that was obviously very iconic about Freddie Mercury is that he was um, bisexual and he died of uh, AIDS. Yep. And so. I thought originally when I went into this movie that this was going to be a story about his struggle with AIDS. Mm-hmm. It actually touches on it ever so lightly. Mm. Yeah. It's only at the end. Yeah. It like, has very little to do with his um, mm. diagnosis and his struggle with AIDS. Yeah. Um, in fact, it, I would... Yeah. It was, to be honest, it's not important. Like, we know it happened and he, well, it's, it's he passed almost away like from a... it, but it wasn't about what Queen was. Yeah, you know? exactly. Exactly. That's yeah. a great way to put it. It's yeah. not about what Queen was, and therefore they really only lightly touch on it. Yep. Yeah. This movie is a celebration of Queen. Everything yeah. Queen is, everything what they stood for, all of that. Um, that's why I think it's such a massive hit with general audiences. Yeah. And the critics were a bit down and under about it. But I feel like, for me, this film was very enjoyable. I feel like it is very hard to not enjoy a film about Queen and yeah. have all of those songs going around. Um, and so the director was Dexter Fletcher. My bad, not Brian Fletcher. Excellent. Um, look, I I went and saw this movie and I loved it. So yep. let's again, let's start here. Give it a rating out of 10. Can't use seven. Pop. Go. I'll start this off. I'm going to give it a eight. An eight? Yep. I would. That's a 7.5. No. No. Don't cheat, Zach. Ah. Uh, I would give it a... Oh, if I had to, then I'd give it a, a very light eight. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was going to give it a nine. Ooh. A nine. Ooh. Only because good. it made me cry. So, yeah. Oh. yeah. It, well, yes, it's very tear-jerky yeah, at the end. Yeah. Um, possibly even... So, do you think it's Oscar-worthy? <laughs> I think the performance of Raman Malik is 100% Oscar-worthy. He yep. should yeah. win Best Actor. Wow, um, okay, yep. That is my cemented pick. Yep. Um, other than that, no. Yeah, it's not best film. No. For sure, but best actor mm-hmm. for just the way he, like, his mannerisms and everything were pitch perfect. Nailed it, man. So he definitely deserves it over anyone this year, yep. for yep. sure. And the competition's not It's that, not that big, is it? No. Not this year. The biggest, I would think, for him is, like, Bradley Cooper, because everyone loves yeah, the Yeah, see, form. he was really good, too. Like, mm. I really enjoyed his performance. So, mm. Mm. I mm. think uh, I think there is usually give a bit more weight given to um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for when someone plays a historical figure, True. Yeah. even though it's not historical per se. Yeah. Um, I look, I agree with you. I think Remy Malik, yeah, possibly should win Best Actor well, as well. Yeah, um, you better be he, campaigning. He is so <laughs> so good as yeah. Freddie Mercury to the point that when I came home. And I was picturing, because I was trying to explain this to my wife, she did not come with me, and I was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. I was picturing Remy Malik yeah. as Freddie Mercury in, like, I've got a DVD of Queen's performance, yeah. and it's just like, I'm picturing him, mm, not, not Freddie Mercury. Mercury. Yeah. Because he's so... Convincing. So, yeah, he's yeah. so convincing. He just nails it, man. My biggest question, though, yep. going into, or coming out of it, actually, was this movie is full of Queen music. Yeah. And mm. I wonder if someone who doesn't, I mean, it's hard to find someone that doesn't like Queen, yeah. but... My mum doesn't. Wow. Dad I loves them. I am judging them. Sue. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Anyway, no, not at all. She's lovely. Um, 
I wonder if someone who doesn't like the Queen music would like this movie as much. I do not think so. No. Because my main gripe with the film um, is that it's very formulaic. I feel like for a band okay. that is so being so widely recognized as being so unique and different, the film is just very standard biopic. Like the film, like standard biopic is I mean it starts out at the very end of the film and then we flash back to them as starting out as a band and it just follows chronologically. Mm. Like for me, it's not, and this is not a bad thing at all. This is just my opinion is that um, it doesn't have that next level storytelling of like a social network or Steve Jobs yeah. where it elevates itself from just being a very stock standard retelling of someone's yeah. like started here, got here, finished here. Type yeah. thing. I think this type of movie, if they were going to be like Queen were making music to make the movie the same, mm probably would be too much no like a bit of saturation yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. that's probably why it was very formulated exactly which yeah. was easy to digest mm-hmm. if that's the best thing to say because if you had just like an average joe who oh i know queen i like some of their music comes in and it's like what the heck is going on here 100 no, percent. they would just zone out probably. no and they look that probably made the right decision as well yeah again that whole celebration of yeah. it and queen were uh, the surviving members were very heavily involved with the, they were, the film. They? Yeah. So, yeah. To the point that I think it went through a couple of changes. I believe they Sasha had, Baron Cohen yeah. was originally slated to play Freddie Mercury and they yeah. had... Queen was going to write it as well. Yeah, Queen actually oh. f- fired him. Wow. So, no. Because he wanted to get into Freddie Mercury's, like, he wanted to get into the topic of debauchery and all the darker sides of yeah. his life. Um, but Queen were like, no, we want to protect our image as a band. Yeah. Well, that's I think like, also it's it, like... It's not important. But you also want to you want to have a celebration of yeah, his life, which yeah, is right. very much what this movie is. Yeah. Like, it yeah. is a celebration it's, of Freddie Mercury. It's like a love note to Freddie. Yeah. You know? Yes. They're yeah, like, very much so. We love you. You're our friend. Sometimes you annoyed the hell out of us. <laughs> but, you know, end of the day, like they said, we're, we're a family and they needed each other. So it's true. It was an, a nice little swan song. Mm. I was surprised. When, when this movie started... Once they get into oh we're Queen and we've got a record a record deal, it it very much I thought it was going to go oh is this entire movie just going to be we made a record then we went on tour then we made another record and we went on tour and then we yeah. and it was just like it started off with that and I was like goodness if this is what this is like for two hours I am going to like I'm really <laughs> unimpressed but it doesn't like it finishes that up quite quickly mm. by kind of end of the first act it's like oh yep yeah. we're now established let's get into a bit more of the storytelling yeah. goes through their um, recording of uh, Live at the Opera, yep. which was the album that had Bohemian Rhapsody on it, mm. and then kind of the arguments they had and everything. It's Look, I, I think it's really heartwarming. Mm. Um, it's good to see yeah. how they did it. Mm-hmm. You would never have known how bad it was. Well, not bad for them in a recording studio, but the testing and experimenting and let's do this, let's swing a microphone across this way and see how it picks it up and like, it's cool. Yeah. You yeah. Know, it's interesting. So Far more experimental than yeah. I kind of thought. Anyone else at that time. Mm. Yeah. 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 Mm, um, see look, it. That's kind of Watch short it. of it. Enjoy but- it. <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. It, it, it's a good popcorn movie. It is. Yeah. It's a very good popcorn yeah. movie, yeah. And then again, with me, it's just like, as Tyson was saying before earlier on, it just very much glosses over those deeper kind of story. Like it doesn't, it's very kind of surface. Like it doesn't delve mm. deeper, as Tyson was saying, into his... Um, his struggle with AIDS. Exactly. And, yeah. His relationships with all of that and his partner that's portrayed in the film. It's, it's very just touched upon. Mm. Um, yeah. But that's obviously a very conscious decision. Yeah. 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 You're mm. not going... Like if you... This film is so hard to not enjoy. Yeah. Like, honestly. Yeah, it really is hard yeah. to not enjoy this and film. the recreation of Live Out at the End is fantastic. Yes. It's so good. It's perfect. Very, very good. Mm. Um, to the point where my mother-in-law said to me, no, that's the actual footage. I went, it's not. <laughs> wow. And she said, no, it is. I'm like, it's not. <laughs> She's like, how, how can they CGI it? And I was like, easily. <laughs> like, have you seen Lord of the Rings and yeah. the Battle of Five Armies? And um, I, I dropped the case there. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, go and see. I would be interested if you are not a Queen fan or if you're kind of like Queen agnostic, you don't care, send us a tweet and tell us if you really enjoyed this or if it was kind of meh for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, as I said, that is the biggest thing. I don't know anyone that doesn't like Queen, so it's hard to kind of gauge that. Yeah. Um, would very much love to find that out. Yeah. Okay, next, um, we're getting much more recent now. 14th of December, Ooh. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. This is... Another, um, as we're talking about, Sony 
Sony Spider-Man um, movie. It is entirely animated. It mm. is... It's an animated movie. It's an animated movie. Um, more so, it's actually not looking at Peter Parker. Nope. Mm. So, it is looking at a different Spider-Man, um, what's more commonly referred to in the comic books as the Ultimate Spider-Man, not because he's the best, just it's the name of that universe. Yeah. Uh, Miles Morales, mm. which is a Afro-Latino um, teenager living in Brooklyn who gets, funnily enough, bitten by a spider and is gifted with superpowers mm-hmm. um, similar to other Spider-Men, yep. but also yep. slightly different. Mm. And also in this particular case, they open up the world of multiple universes, parallel yeah. dimensions. Mm-hmm. And so I'll you end up those. having yeah. six, yep. six Spider-Men yep. One, two, three, four. Yep. and women yep. and other things well, and other- <laughs> all in the seven, same. Seven, seven all up. Yes, because... If, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, this is the other way that I think Sony might go in terms of let's keep mm. Spider-Man, our Spider-Man franchise Ours. within mm-hmm. Sony yeah. and just have complete control over it yeah. ourselves. Is it the same deal for Sony if they don't make a movie in four years, they have to give it back? I think it's a bit longer than four years, but yeah. yes, there are copyright, uh, not copyright, there are contract deals where, for instance, Sony have got the rights to Spider-Man and the Spider-Man universe, but it's only if they make content for it. They can't just have that contract and hold forever. on to it forever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Which is also why we end up things with like a new Fantastic Four movie that may not actually be very good. They're doing it so they can hold on to that contract. Yes. Okay. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Completely animated. One hour, 57 minutes. Two hours. Just say two hours. Two hours. <laughs> uh, rating out of 10. You can't use seven. 10. 10. 10. Oh, this movie, man, was amazing. It's a royal flush. <laughs> I'm going to say this movie is damn near flawless, man. Yeah, there's not one bit of this where you're like, that. why? Why did that happen? Like I said to you, the only quibble I had about this movie, it was a bit long. That was it. Interesting. Really? That, okay. that, that was it. But even then, I didn't mind. Because it got to a point where I was like, we're still going? Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I Full disclosure, I saw this movie. Mm-hmm. Two days, three days later, mm-hmm. I saw it again. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then a week later, I saw it again. Wow. Yeah. I've seen it three times in the movies. Yeah, wow. It I- is... In- and even third time, there wasn't a point where I was like, oh, okay, yeah, it's this part for a bit, checking my watch, wait yeah. until the next... The entire movie, start to finish, it's- is incredible. So good, man. Okay, Just- let's, let's give you a backstory. So, mm. Miles Morales, Afro-Latino kid, as I said, mm-hmm. his dad is a cop, his mum is a nurse, uh, his dad is African-American, his mum is Latino... He is going to this fancy private school. He doesn't really like it because he's been taken away from a public school where all his friends were. Mm-hmm. Um, he's trying hard to fit in. Very smart kid. Basically gets bitten by this radioactive spider when hanging out with his uncle, mm-hmm. doing some tagging. Uh, later on, when he goes back to investigate, he discovers Spider-Man, the actual Peter Parker in his universe. And this... Look... This isn't really a spoiler per se. It happens quite early. That Spider-Man dies. Mm. And that's what happens in Miles Morales' universe. That's yes. why he's Spider-Man. Because yeah. Spider-Man dies. So that happens, but it happens during this like uh, super collider incident that opens mm. up multiple dimensions. And as a result, these other Spider-Men get pulled in. And so Miles is in this uh, particular scenario where he is brand new he's learning the ropes he is trying to it's like day one <laughs> exactly he's trying to fill the shoes of the spider-man that is no longer there mm-hmm. and there are a whole bunch of other spider-men women people things who come <laughs> in and are training him and also trying to get back to their own universe, universe. yeah because if they stay in this one they'll die <laughs> yeah basically um this movie is a labor of love from start to finish. Oh, yeah. This is a movie that is made by people who love comics mm-hmm. for people who love comics. Yeah. That is not to say that you will not enjoy it if you don't like comics, but mm-hmm. what I'm saying is there's lots of little nods and uh, the way they stylize things that mm. is very much a little kind of, East, not Easter egg, but like a, hey, you, who you remember those old comics? Here's just something that'll make you... Feel a bit, a bit nostalgic about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so, 
I've talked a lot. Someone else. Mm, I might just quickly shout out the cast. Yes. Like, this yeah. cast is crazy, man. So obviously Shamik Moore plays Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. He was in a fantastic film called Dope. Um, Jack Johnson's Peter B. Parker. You got Haley Steinfeld as Gwen Stacy. Mahershala Ali is in this movie as mm-hmm. Uncle Aaron. I think that's phenomenal. He's yeah. great. Um, and you've also got people, you know, like John Mulaney, Nicolas Cage, Brian Tree Henry. And this was directed by three people. Yeah. And wasn't Chris Pine in there as well? Chris Pine was yeah. in there, yeah. He does, yeah. yes. A little cameo, yeah. Um, for me, I think this is the best Spider-Man movie made. It is the best Spider-Man movie ever made. Oh, 100% agree. Because agree with you. it understands... Um, who Spider-Man? Not Spider. Who Spider-Man is? Like yeah. Spider-Man isn't exclusively Peter Parker. No, Spider-Man is anyone that can can be anyone who puts on a mask. Essentially, like that. Yeah. It un- and what's so refreshing as well. Obviously, the art style and everything like that. Mm. But I feel like in our modern pop culture, Peter Parker has been like Spider-Man is Peter Parker in our pop culture. Like yeah. within our movies, we had a video game based on it. Like. Yeah. That's who it is. Several. Several yes. video yeah. games. So it's so refreshing that Miles Morales is the center of the story as yeah. well. And people are kind of waking up and realizing yeah. Spider-Man isn't Peter Parker. Spider-Man is so no, many it needs to things. needs to get off Peter Parker because yes. everyone knows the story now. Yeah. Like, you know, your grandma knows the story. Mm, it's true. So it's good to have something new and fresh. And yeah. Mm. It's also very refreshing to have a non-white yeah. character as the lead mm. um, especially in a movie that is doing so well we talked about this a lot with Black Panther mm-hmm. um, and this obviously is a new uh, new Spider-Man it also does the origin story mm. style of movie in a new way and it's yeah. amazing how a story that is so well known because there's also parallels between all Spider-Men so yes. mm. let's give a bit of a spoiler here I'm not going to go into two specifics but a character that is close to Miles Morales dies. Mm. And when it happens, like, I don't know if you guys saw this coming. I, maybe you did. Like, this character dies, and I was like, oh, my goodness. And then immediately I was like, of course he does, because every Spider-Man has to have a character close to them that mm. dies. Yes. That yeah. spurs them into the hero to mm. be the person that does uh, the right thing, thing. so that... Yeah those people don't have to die. Yeah. And it's not like it's the exact same as every Spider-Man, like no. as much yeah. as that sounds like it, like without getting into spoilers, of course, mm. like it just doesn't, the whole movie is so unique. And it, while it is, there's a lot of similarities between obviously Peter Parker and Miles Morales. Miles Morales's version yeah. of the origin story is just so, has so many different nuances and just differences yeah. to Peter Parker's as well. Well, that's, that's yeah. a bit of the film I liked where, you know, he's there with all the other Spider-Men and this thing has happened in his life, and he's just like, you don't understand. And they all say, like, we are the people that do understand. Yeah. Because mm. we've all had it happen to us. Yeah. And I love that bit. And they all go through, like, for me, it was Uncle Ben. And then Spider-Man was like, for me, it was my Uncle Benjamin. Benjamin. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, and they all go through, and Spider-Ham comes in, he's like, the hardest part of this job is that you just can't save them all. Yeah. And, I think oh, he's the only one who doesn't give who he lost. Yeah, he doesn't. Mm, so um, who knows who oh. yeah. but this film is literally like picking up your first comic book for the yeah, first time so good, you know man. like this is just perfect you know and, and other movies have tried to do that before where they've mm. tried to imitate that comic book style and it's just kind of missed this one is so on point to the point even where when you're looking at the picture the characters are in perfect condition but then the outer is like blurry so yep. good man. it's just oh. they make excellent use of uh Things called halftone dots, yeah. where you, in order, like if you had red and you had yellow and you want to make orange, you just have a lot of dots that are red and yellow yeah. and different sizes, um, which is what they used to do for old printing style yeah. because they didn't have that many colors. Obviously, now we can have a huge gamut of colors. Yeah. But So they actually include those halftone dots. Mm-hmm. And also things like they used to, when printing heads weren't aligned properly, you would have like an outline, but then like the red color would be shifted yep. off to the left or something. That happens in almost every scene and it's not distracting. No, no. Like I noticed it, but it yeah. wasn't distracting. Exactly. Like you notice it and you go, oh, that's totally like, you know, old style, blah, blah, blah. Another thing I want to point out with this animation style is it allows you to view Spider-Man cinematically in a way that you just cannot do with live action. Yeah, I no. agree. 
CGI can only go so far in those Spider-Man films, mm. but this, the way he moves and swings, you you can't do that. I love how the frame rate or frame rate, frame rate is slowed down ever so slowly, not yeah. too slow that it's yeah. jumping and laggy, but yeah. it's like just it's like a oh man, yeah, sweet spot, so good. Yeah, and even things like there's this absolutely heartbreaking scene between Miles' dad outside his dorm room and Miles inside the dorm room. Yeah, and Miles can't speak to him, won't speak to him. And there's like there's a shot where it's just got both of them on either side of the door, yeah. which in animation you just draw. But you know if you were to do this in live action, it would be so like you'd have to remove a wall or yeah. shoot it in two different takes and things like that. Things like he gets these pigeons stuck to his hand, yeah. which you just could not do yeah. in live action at all. Nah. It's the ability and the freedom they have mm. by doing this in animation is just yeah, it's breathtaking it's a it's a real fresh take on spider-man yeah but also familiar yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's it's memorable like you just I, I still can't get it out of my head i need to see it again it's just the one-liners the the even the music alone oh my gosh the soundtrack is memorable. It, oh my gosh yeah. the, the orchestral score yeah it's phenomenal daniel pemberton shout out to him he did a fantastic job yeah. incredible um i think that this movie should win best animated feature Better, so do I, and, and you best guys know, you know how much I loved Incredibles 2. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this trumped it, man. Oh, for me as well, trumped yeah. it as well. Like, I got a shout out obviously, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, mm-hmm. guys that did the Lego movie and the yeah. Jump Street series, and almost did Solo, almost, almost. did Solo, but left they, it for this, didn't they? No, so this was always before Solo. Oh, it was always they, really they produced it, okay, and they also wrote the script for it as yeah, well. Yeah, sweet. Well, Chris they Miller did a great got job. removed for whatever reason from yeah. credited, but Phil Lord's credited. Um, so good, man. Oh man, this film. It'll I never can't get wait. old on me, man. Yeah, like I saw this with my younger brother. Yeah, he thought it was just the best thing ever. Yeah, man. look, I don't buy many Blu-rays anymore because mm. I just buy on iTunes and have it digitally. Yeah, good, but. I'm going to probably buy this on Blu-ray. And keep 4K it 4K HDR. Yeah. Well, I don't have 4K machines. Yeah. Just, just future-proof. Just for this. Uh, future-proof yourself, man. Future-proof. It's, it's a money I don't have. <laughs> yeah, look. Like, this... If you like if you like animation, if you like good storytelling, like I know we say this mm. a lot, this movie is so fresh. Yeah. It's, if you think that you are done with Spider-Man, watch this. Think again. You like, don't even have to like superhero movies, yeah. man. Yeah. Like, the story alone is so solid. And it's good because it could have so easily become so convoluted. And mm. so genuinely relatable as well. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Like with all of the Spider-Man characters, it could have been like, all right, here's this one, here's this one, here's this one. But they yeah. just, in such but a... That's it. Yeah. If you don't relate with Miles Morales, mm. you can relate with one of the other Spider-Men. It's yeah, true. You that's know? right. So it's... It's... Yeah. Well done, sir. Extremely well done. Sirs. Sorry. Mm. Go, go and see it. It's incredible. Yes. Um, all right. Last but not least, mm. uh, we are looking at Aquaman. 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 Comes out on the, or came out the 21st of December. Um, actually, not here in Australia. It came out on the 26th of December. Yeah, correct. Random. And I think it actually came out on the 13th of December in America and most of the world. Was America it? was 21st. In yeah, a- I was going to say it was 21st. Asia, it was like yeah. 13th oh, okay. or something like there that. Yeah. All right, so Aquaman. Aquaman is the DC superhero, part of the Justice League. Comes mm. from the Justice League movie most uh, memorably yes. mm-hmm. in recent history. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, his name is Arthur Curry. He is mm. the love child of an Atlantean and mm. a surface dweller, as mm. they call it. So in this universe, Atlantis and the Kingdom of Atlantis, which kind of involves some other kingdoms as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, underwater yeah. people live under the ocean, mm-hmm. can swim and speak and breathe underwater and all that kind of stuff. Most, well, sorry, not most. Some of them look like humans. Some of them have evolved to look like fish people or crab people. Yeah. yeah. Um, Arthur Curry is the rightful heir, disputably, yeah. of yeah. the throne of Atlantis. Yeah. But because he is a half-breed, as they say, yeah. um, there is dispute over whether he should or shouldn't. Um, and he's brought in to kind of unite the cause and unite all of Atlantis yep. together. Correct. Uh, stars the extremely famous recently, Jason Momoa, mm-hmm. um, Amber Heard as Mira, Willem Dafoe, Patrick Wilson, Nicole Kidman. Australia. And some others as well. <laughs> also, shout out to Australian James Wan for directing this film. Yeah. Yes, who is probably most famous for 
creating the Saw Correct. series. And Conjuring, Insidious. Yes. And Very, did a, did a horror director. Furious movie. Yeah. 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 Did a Fast and Furious. Okay, so... Overall thoughts, real quickly. Uh, give this movie a rating out of 10. You can't use 7. Done. On me first? Oh, go on. I'll give it a 6. 5. 2. No. Oh, wow. <laughs> what? Oh, boy. Um, you start off. You go on. Okay. Go on. I honestly think the only redeeming qualities of this movie mm-hmm. is, one, it is visually stunning. Is like, it? Yeah. I, I do think so. Like, yeah. I think it's, like, the the style of Atlantis, the mm. design of their ships, the costumes, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, I think sure. it's, it is visually very good. Yeah. The second thing is I think that it legitimizes speaking to fish as a cool superpower. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there is a scene at the end where the army, like, all the, like, underwater creatures are, like, bearing down on this army and you're like... Yeah, that is cool. That's, that's how, really that, good. If I was to envision that, that's what it would look yeah. like. Yeah, <laughs> true. And it looks menacing, and you're like, that is like that's a superpower, genuinely. Yeah. yeah. Um. Love, apart from that, yeah, I could honestly leave it. I don't think I will watch this movie ever, ever again. again. No. Wow. No, I, I I agree. Arthur Curry looked great in his final costume, which is on the poster. So classic. He, he looks like he looks like Aquaman, but. <laughs> I don't know why, but in Justice League, he was an actor. In this movie, he was not an actor. He was just wow. he, he was just monologuing the whole time. Like, this is what you got to say. Okay, I will say that. <laughs> that is it. Where everyone else seemed to be acting, he was just like, I'm going to read what I have to read. Yep. And that's it. I, I didn't enjoy it. Wow. Mm. Why did you give it over five? Why did I give it over five? Um, to be honest, I enjoyed this film. I enjoyed... The action scenes and the visuals of it all. Mm. Visually, I agree with Tyson. This film, oh, 99% of the CGI, I say 99 because the first five minutes is horrendous, <laughs> um, is fantastic. I cannot believe how this film got cut from the Oscars race for CGI and yeah. somehow Black Panther got through. Um, because yeah. the visuals, oh, they are stunning. It's yeah. legitimate eye candy, some yeah. of the scenes. Um, so good. And the cinematography as well, some of the scenes that he achieves. Is... Yeah. It actually reminded me, just quickly, on the CGI, it reminded me of, like, the first time you looked at, like, one of the prequels of Star Wars and mm. all that CGI goodness yeah. Yeah. of, like, going underwater and yeah. stuff like that. You're like, wow, this looks incredible. Legit. That's what it reminded me yeah, of. And I was legitimately like, wow, this looks phenomenal. Like the CGI does. I, um, I still love the way that they make him swim yes. underwater. It's like they're flying. And they nailed it. Yeah. And what blows my mind is that the budget for this film was only, I think, $185 million. Yeah. And they smash out of the park. Yeah. Um, the problems are... 60 actually. Oh, Ooh, even better. There's an extra so far, it's made $750 million. Bank. Um, the problems I have with this movie is the in-between parts. Um, because this yeah. movie, James Wan, very purposely, 100% has gone for this extremely over-the-top, loud, self-aware comic book movie for better and for worse, is my takeaway. Yeah. It's like you're watching an 80s Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. Like, it's just the best thing ever that 10-year-olds and adults can enjoy. Yeah. But the in-between moments, the dialogue is a bit is very cringy. Yeah. It's a bit underdeveloped. Mm. It's, it's full of exposition. Yeah. Um, and just some of the yeah, man. Some yeah. the, the yeah. stuff in between, I wasn't a fan of. Yeah. But when it got down to the actual action, it was man. Yeah. I loved um, Black Manta. Black Manta and how he looked mm. like Black Manta. The oversized helmet. But he was eyes. only there for a short period. Yeah, he was only there for a short period, but I still loved it. Yeah. They they nailed it. You know, they could have given him a much smaller helmet, made yeah. him look completely different because he looks ridiculous in the comics. Yeah. But they went with it and it looked mm. great. Yeah. And I've got some stuff to say about Black Manta as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, look, Go I on. didn't like it. Yeah. And another thing no, that no, actually, yeah. I I do think it was very staged. Yes. As, yeah. as you were saying, Andrew. Yeah. Um, it did. It felt like it was, I'm delivering my one line. It's got a sense of theatre to it, right? Yeah, yeah it like, does, but it feels misplaced. Over- like, yeah. sometimes you have that and you're like, oh, this, like, I can understand why it has this kind of tone. Yeah. Like, for example, Thor, almost to an extent, fits that tone. Like, yeah. the first few. It's like that kind of very dramatic. Shakespearean. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is not. No. no. It's- um, but I think that's the 
when you commit to something 100%, you're always going to have this part was good mm. and this part wasn't. I think that that's just the byproduct of what the direction they went for. Except I don't think any of it was good. I don't think it was placed well at all. I, re- like, I really don't. I don't think the writing was good. I don't think the direction was okay. good. I also genuinely have massive issues like that there are literally two female characters in Atlantis. There is his mum mm-hmm. and there is Amber Heard's character, Mira. Mira. Yeah. Oh, sorry. And then there is the fish princess. <laughs> Literally every yeah. single other person. is a male. Almost even all the background characters as well yeah, are true. male. Like all of Atlantis is male. All of the, like every single warrior, everything, mm. they're all male. Yeah. And I'm like, it, yeah. like, it's just not good enough, no. frankly. Like, no. and you look yeah. through the cast list and it's male, female, male, male, female. Male, 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 male. There's that's it. Yeah. <laughs> it could have been better. Yeah. And I, I don't think you have an excuse. Like, um, yeah, I just don't think you have an excuse. Who was Ocean Master? Um, the guy from Watchmen. Patrick Wilson. Yeah, he was great. Yeah. I, I enjoyed his performance. So did I. He was I very. He was, he was the bad guy. You yes. know, there was no shake in him. Yeah. No. This is what I want. This is what I'm going to do. Exactly. Yeah. And he was, he was good in the way he delivered his lines and everything else. Solid. I believe it. Dude. And I, I loved Jason Momoa in this movie. I love him as Aquaman. Honestly, I thought- but That's what I mean. I, yeah. I enjoyed him in Justice League. He was, he was Aqua Bro. Yeah. But in this one, I was just like, I'm not sure what really? you're doing. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because in, in Justice League, like, he was pissed off, yeah. but he had to do it. Mm-hmm. And this one, he was kind of just going with the flow. Yeah, you yeah. know. I guess I have to do it, right? Yeah, I do think they added some depth to him in the fact mm-hmm. that, like, because his mum was taken and killed, yeah, and he found that out. It does add a bit more of like, ah, oh, this is why he's putting up the front, and this yeah. is why he doesn't want to mm-hmm. get involved and blah blah because mm. it's less to actually steal a um a line from another podcast, Pop Culture Happy Hour. It's less. Swagger, it's now actually bravado. Yeah. He's not like, I am the best. It's like, I'm putting this on because of the things that have happened to me. Yeah. That was good. But yeah. it's also funny. I watched the um the Atlanta scene in Justice League after this movie. Mm. And when he's talking to Mera, which looks, the scene is so dull, yeah. color-wise, compared to this movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's like, oh, I hate my mother. Oh, she left me. She left me when I was so young and stuff like that. Where in this movie, he's like, oh, I love my mother. I wish she's still alive mm. and stuff like that. So it's just interesting to see. That's very much, like, it's obviously a, a looking at how DC have changed and how yeah. very much they're trying to fix themselves, but yeah. also being aware, like... This is in the same universe. It's yeah, it's yeah. interesting for me to see where this will go. It for me when the movie finished, I mm. was just like I, there's nothing more they can do. It's done. Well, that's the thing that's of including Aquaman. Black Manta as well yeah. in this film. While there was a good bit of development with Aquaman being a bit of a jerk, or I guess he kind of has his reasons yeah. to like letting Aquaman's dad die. Yeah. I'm sorry, uh, Black Manta's dad, dad die. die. Yeah. He, as Tyson said, he just pops up in the film. Yeah. When the script wants him to. Yeah. He's like, oh, remember me? I'm, I'm here. I'm supposed to be hunting that Aquaman. And then he's just gone. Yeah. Because remember, we've got King Orm and, you know, he wants to take yeah. over the whole world. So I feel like when it comes to a sequel, like, what's left there to explore? Mm. It's just because I feel like as well, Black Manta was so angry from the start. Yeah. It wasn't like he was a bit of a rogue, likable. And I get he's like that from the comics. But yeah. as soon as his dad dies, he's just more angry. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. But, mm. you know, we don't know... What happens to Black Manta from, true. The, from the film? So yeah, yeah. So who knows? Who but we gotta love the end where he jumps out the word "I am Aquaman." That scene. Oh <laughs> my gosh, that, that shot. Was terrible. The, no, the slow mo. I was like, well, shot. that happened, didn't it? <laughs> no, uh, obviously. Did it was, you like it? Was, it? Well, no, it was cheesy, but the the shot of him coming up and then it hits slow motion three hundred style, and it's just like, oh, that looks amazing yeah okay but that's the thing the film has so many throwaway lines like that like mm. permission to come aboard and stuff like that you see that's funny i i i can roll with that yeah okay as opposed to the end where i'm like you're not batman <laughs> like <laughs> you, you don't need to tell it you're aquaman uh, and the awkward cutaways as well when yeah. like he'll tell a joke like and mirror would be there and she'd this be this weird two second glance of her like smirking and like like, just very, yeah. like, very, like, this came from the 2000s. Like, yeah. It felt like it was, a suit, like, an X-Men movie from the 2000s. Yeah. Where it's just very cheesy. The action's awesome, but, like, the dialogue and stuff like that. I was, to change tact a bit, yeah. although you reminded me with Mira, 
I could not buy yeah. her coming in being like, I don't agree with you. I don't agree with your cause. I don't think it's the right thing to do to then throw away everything, literally her, like her entire life, her entire title, everything to help him yeah. that she doesn't believe in. And then like half a second later, they're like madly in love. Yeah. And there's literally like, they go from nothing to, I couldn't let them take you away. And you're like, where did this come from? Yeah. Oh, like man. there was literally zero chemistry here. Yeah. And suddenly you're both like completely infatuated with each other. It's yeah. true. It's and true. it's just like, it, it felt sloppy. Like there was no, there was no build up. There was no, no. genuine kind no. of like. See, yeah, I, I can, cause I can buy into that versus Venom. Because of the style they're going for. Venom mm-hmm. was so serious and it tried to be, like, as I said, it didn't decide what it was. Yeah. But with this, it, I knew from the start, like, this isn't going to take itself seriously at all. Yeah. Going for that over-the-top vibe. So I could, I could, like, you know what? I'll let that pass. Yeah. Like, that's okay. Yeah. Knowing full thought, like, obviously, yeah. I don't really care about that. And, like, like we were saying, there's visual aspects of this which are stunning. Like, the whole trench bit when they dive into the oh, water, man. that was so awesome. Good. With all the trench monsters following after him and stuff, that yeah. was sick. Yeah, that was at that reminded me very much of like a three hundred movie. Yeah. Yes, it has yeah. those shots in there, right? Yeah. Oh man, so good. So look, we enjoyed it, but am I probably going to watch it again? Maybe not. I might watch it once more in four yeah. K with my little brother. Yeah, that's about it. I think I've already told someone that they shouldn't go bother seeing it. <laughs> oh, <really>? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's it. That's it. That's the four four movies that we uh, have covered this episode. That's yeah. it. Um, reminder, Venom, Bohemian Rhapsody, mm-hmm. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, mm-hmm. and Aquaman. We're now kind of up to date. Yeah. I got uh, married. And got married. <laughs> that's correct. That's right. Yes. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, we'll, we'll have, actually have another episode come out in a couple of days. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, just to kind of kickstart it back into it. Yep. Yeah. Um, so we will see you then. Don't forget, please give us a rating and review on mm. iTunes and Google Play if you're in America. Mm-hmm. It does help other people find the show. When yeah. we put episodes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. finally do. <laughs> yeah. As I said. So, give us a rating and review. You mm-hmm. can find us on all your podcasting platforms. iTunes, yep. Stitcher, Google Play. Yep. And Spotify. Spotify, Radio Public, everything else. Yep. And, uh, yeah, we will see you next time. I'm Tyson. I'm Andrew. And I'm Zach. And we'll see you next time on Screen Review Time Warp. Goodbye. Bye. See you. Hey!